I'm not going to go over that one again, but accountability is definitely a big one. It's a weird world word that comes to mind, which is like fortitude or like, I don't know, being like strong minded. And I think that lesson that I got from my mum is that she's just like an incredibly strong and strong minded individual. And, and by that, I think it's like a lesson which was, I guess she imparted in all of us, like all about all of the, the me and my sisters, um, like, um, life exists it is the way that it is there's great opportunities out there there's lots of stuff that you can do but the key thing you need to do is go out into that world of fortitude because things aren't easy things aren't like things will forgot there's going to be multiple roadblocks in front of you and she really imparted in all of us like an attitude which was like always keep on moving forward always keep on pushing um and never let a scenario get you under and i think that for me that was probably one of the best lessons i've learned in life and i i don't want to say I think again, it's like something that you can learn from your mother or your father. I don't think that's a particularly that masculine lesson to learn, but I do think that thinking about like my role as a father and that's something I want to impart in my children, 100%, like that strength of character. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidum Wanaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. guys welcome to journey to fatherhood podcast today we have another amazing guest now the guest that we have on the show is today is actually someone i met through mutual friends so we've been part of a platform that really encourages people to build well and beyond just building wealth we actually developing as individuals and when i asked if someone anyone would be interested in coming on the podcast he volunteered and expressed his interest and I'm really looking forward to what we're going to discuss more because as you know with a podcast it's it's a conversation and a lot of the things you find out it's not really structured but so much more insightful when it flows and I'm looking forward to having this conversation with him without further ado this is Stephen Stephen how are you doing man yeah I'm good thank you I'm good thank you for um, having me on love the work you do thank you thank you thank you before we go any further my question to you is just that okay let's Take the professional part aside and then before we go to the personal what exactly do you do if you don't mind saying um so i work um in consultancy in a particular sub piece called um we call it commercial strategy and what's focused on particularly is helping organizations that are looking for new growth engines so um kind of new revenue streams which are linked to what they do today slightly kind of outside of that core we um help them identify those revenue streams help them create plans to actually go to market and seize them and very often help them implement the plans as well I like, the, I like the way you just said that. It sounded like you were an interview right now. I love it. <laughs> so practice, right? Each word, each word, picking up each <laughs> word to make sure you get the message across. I think just jumping into it, um, one thing I, I really try to get a hold of, because just to clarify, um, Stephen's not married yet. And it, the, 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 the amazing thing, the reason why I wanted him to come on this podcast is, as I said, his journey to fatherhood. And I emphasize the journey because a lot of us feel that, oh, 
a lot of people come across to me and say, but I'm not a father, so this doesn't relate to me. Should I just wait till I'm a father before listening to or reading up on things about fatherhood? And it's completely the opposite. And so, Stephen, I just kind of wanted to go straight into it. Like, what does the term fatherhood mean to you? And we'll explore that a bit more. Um, so I haven't, I haven't thought about the, the question, so it might be, it might not be the most clear answer in the world, but I think it, the first one that comes to, to me when I think of fatherhood is like immense responsibility um, and the need to sacrifice to create a better outcome for the offspring that you create. So fatherhood, I think for me, is all about yeah, responsibility, it's about guidance, it's about direction. Um, and I think it's about providing the foundation upon which someone is going to grow and flourish and go out into this world. And of course, there's a whole motherhood component as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, as that's what I really, really think is, is, is the role of fatherhood. Hey. Now with that, I think I think one thing then is on the other side of it, what's manhood? How do you describe? Man. I was having this conversation with a few friends, and it's like there's no it changes every generation. What man? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because that's a hard question to answer. I feel like the natural things what I want to go to, they're going to get me caught up in a kind <laughs> of anyway conversation but um I, I think there's similar things there so I, I think again the word becomes the mind is responsibility i think there's a huge component of stability and i think there's still a component of direction i think one of the biggest things you should be doing as a man is a be responsible for everything that you do any actions that you take um and secondly i think it's providing direction i don't think it's there is direction and there's leadership and i think the leadership in a household between male and females is, is equally shared but i do think that I, I still believe there's a role as a man to provide direction to your household and to kind of go out into the world in a forthright way and and yeah to set pace it's the easiest way to say it rather than kind of use convoluted ways i think it's like your job to set pace and set direction i like you actually sound more like a politician than a consultant right now i like yeah. that. <laughs> picking the right words to make sure you you know you save yourself and you know but that, that's, that's actually what I want to explore a bit more as we go on to fatherhood. It's something that it's... Like I was speaking to a friend of mine a few days ago and he was saying that each generation changes. For example, um, a few years ago, let's say 30, 20, 30 years ago, it was the idea of manhood or being a man, you know, that I... We can talk about it here. The masculine, you know, I have complete dominance, I have all of this, you know, no sadness, men don't cry and those ideas. But as time's changing, it's turning and saying, oh, men should be vulnerable, men should be this and this and this. And so you have two people that actually go through two generations and they're confused. So they're confused as to, okay, which one am I meant to pick up on, which one am I meant to let go of? Like, that we have that confusion constantly going along. What's your take on all of that? 100%. I think there's definitely like, bits of both i think there's i think that's the problem that you find yourselves in and i think again it's like my it's my perspective it's not a it's not a set of principles but i think like you get people looking at it like one of two ways like you've either got to be like old school like you know what i mean it's all about me being strong a certain direction or you've got to be new school and it's all about vulnerability and talking about your emotions and uh, i think there's like a blend of both i think that there's there's attributes of both that are good so i think that there, there are some like of some of the attributes that get like deemed as kind of hyper masculinity or toxic masculinity maybe there are some things but aren't the best things in the world i think there's some good attributes of, of masculinity that people should retain um i'll think about them as we go through the conversation and pull them out i can't think of any top of head right now really clearly but um i think there's also some lessons coming out like i do think it is positive for 
a kind of man to be in touch with their emotions and be able to speak about them effectively. I don't think necessarily um, anybody should be kind of acting about their emotions. And I don't think anybody should be talking about their emotions 24-7. I think there's like a really clear balance in that. And mm -hmm. to loop it back around to that fatherhood, I think it's, yeah, being able to, like, again, I'm, I'm not a father, so I'm talking from, uh, it's, all, it's all kind of, it's just conjecture. You never know, maybe, maybe when I actually have children, I'm going to end up doing a completely different thing. But I think, yeah, it's about teaching those kind of core pillars of whatever it is you believe being a man is. And I think incorporating things like, yeah, being able to like, talk, being able to have a conversation about how you feel. Um, but I don't think, I, I, I take it as far as kind of some of the, the things I see people promoting. Like, I don't know, you, you don't have to have cry days or whatever it is. It's just okay, you can just say how you feel in a normal way. Like we're talking right now, just, just, just share things with people, be open, be honest, um, and just try and be transparent. Yeah. What's, what's, what, what's interesting is that I like the way you related it back to fatherhood and then I'm going to bring it back to fatherhood now. But what would you say has been your experience with your dad growing up? Um, it's been quite fleeting, to be honest. Um, so like, um, it's in Nigeria, like we've seen each other like a few times, spoken letters and that kind of stuff. But honestly, it's been it's been quite fleeting, and that's not something which I think is like it, there's no positive in it. So I'm not going to come and start going, oh yeah, but it's like it's it's great or whatever it is. But um, I think that's something that gave me an interesting perspective. So it puts me in a completely different place when it comes to thinking about like firewood, for example, because so many of the lessons, but I think should be imparted by a father where in fact imparted to me by a mother instead but i still think that there's, there's some really kind of good lessons that came out of that um yeah it, it's been fleeting it's become like a little bit closer a little bit better as like age has, has, has gone on but yeah there's not really there's not really the strongest relationship in the world there so again it kind of it makes me think um and, and it's not something i'd thought about until quite quite old i'd say probably mid-20s as you start thinking oh right i'm probably gonna like you know I mean, i'm gonna have kids in in, in some kind in, in a very in a very short term um in the next few years i'm very sure i'll have some kids and you start thinking to yourself okay like actually i've got this kind of theoretical view of what fatherhood could be mm -hmm. i haven't actually got a set of lessons what i can go and use and i think that was for me at the point i started sitting there thinking okay what would you do in these circumstances and given the fact you haven't necessarily got like a guide that you can go back to and follow for, for better or worse. Some people might go, they might think, okay, the way I was raised wasn't the best. So they might have seen some things they won't replicate and seen other things they will replicate. For me, it was going, how, how do you fill that blank canvas with kind of some kind of richness? So you have some kind of guiding point because I don't think it's to the point you made at the beginning where you went, people think that you should wait until you have you to start thinking about stuff. And that's actually a terrible idea. You probably, I don't know. You probably, it's, it's like I don't know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't invest in many things, but um, were sizable investments. You wouldn't buy many things, but incredibly expensive. Without thinking about what you were going to do after the purchase, I think the most irresponsible thing you can do is bring a life into this world and not have thought about like anything whatsoever. Um, and I think the biggest thing you can think about is like the set of principles of which you want to raise your child. And I, I don't, I don't think there's like a set of things you can do. I don't think there's a roadmap. But to me, it felt like what were the set of principles I would have liked to have learned. Um, and I guess I have learned them. I've just learned them from my mother and I codify them and think about how you can be really effective when you do go through this journey. And again, like I said it before, it's conjecture. When I've actually got a crying baby in these hands, yeah. you never know what's actually going to happen then. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I like that. I like what you said there because I don't know if you, this is the first episode. And what we were talking in the first episode 
when I started this podcast. Similar to yourself, my dad lives in Nigeria. And it, it's, it's a constant, I'm work, working to build a relationship from time to time, I call him just to keep it going, make sure, you know, still here, still there, just try and build as much as he can. And I can relate with you because he's talked about how it wasn't only until years ago that you started really thinking okay and he starts a bit more thought into this and for me it was the same realization i had a few years ago when i was like my aim is to be the best husband and best father i can be to my family and how do i do that i didn't know so it's one of those things where i started reading up a lot started speaking to people but my thing is then can you tell me some of the things that you learn and i'll share mine as well one of the things you've learned because you said you picked up a few things from your mother actually a few skills from your mother what mm-hmm. would it be for me it's i guess for me it's accountability that's yeah. a big thing yeah. for me accountability like my mother's been putting so much work to make sure that we can you know it's one of those things where don't make excuses mm-hmm. understand take responsibility and most importantly have someone that you can hold accountable or someone can hold you that's been so important for me What's been some of your things that you've kind of picked up? Um, so definitely, you've kind of said it already, so I'm not going to go over that one again, but accountability is definitely a big one. It's a weird word, word that comes to mind, which is like fortitude or like, I don't know, being like strong-minded. And right. I think that lesson that I got from my mum is that she's just an, like, an incredibly strong and strong-minded individual. And, and by that, I think it's like a lesson which was, I, I guess she imparted in all of us, like all of, all of the, the, me and my sisters, um, like um life exists it is the way that it is there's great opportunities out there there's lots of stuff that you can do but the key thing you need to do is go out into that world of fortitude because things aren't easy things aren't like things will forgot there's going to be multiple roadblocks in front of you and she really imparted in all of us like an attitude which was like always keep on moving forward always keep on pushing um and never let a scenario get you under and i think that for me that was probably one of the best lessons i've learned in life and i i don't want to say i think again it's like something that you can learn from your mother or your father i don't think that's a particularly that masculine lesson to learn but i do think that thinking about like my role as a father and that's something i want to impart in my children 100 like that strength of character um essentially if i had to pull another one out let me wrap my brain if i had to pull another one out I think it would probably be. Just thinking on the spot's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's not at all. I have to pull another one out. So we've got accountability. We've got fortitude. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it, it's it's slightly similar to um, the accountability point that you mentioned, but it's slightly different, which is like honesty. And, and by honesty, I, I mean being truthful in what you say, but also being truthful about your intention and being truthful to yourself. Um, it's those combinations of things. And I think that, like, the, the, the simple one is people know not to go out into the world and lie. I used to explicitly lie about things. But I think that one of the biggest things, and my mum was really clear about it growing up as well, is like, be honest about what you want for yourself as well. Be honest with yourself, be honest about what you want for yourself and operate and act in that kind of way. And I think it was, it's similarly linked to fortitude. I guess the fortitude is going out into the world and regardless of what happens, like being strong, being stable and continuing to move forward. I guess the honesty point is more of a, like, make sure that A, you're being honest with your intention. But secondly, like, if you say you want to do something, do your actions match what you're doing? Because if you say you want to go and be Mark Zuckerberg tomorrow, like, 
But you're in your bedroom, you're not doing anything. You're sleeping, you haven't woke up. It's 2 p.m. Like, be honest with yourself. And, and I guess like link your action to what you're saying. So really make sure that there's follow through, essentially. Maybe honesty is the wrong terminology I'm using, it was follow through. Make sure that when you say something, when you're going to do something, it's linked to accountability, you follow through and you always move forward. I like the fact that you talked about that now, and I'm going to explore that a bit, because one thing that I think, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, we played basketball on the same team, mm-hmm. and we were just having that conversation this morning, and we are just talking about how, literally, like, I know it sounds so cliche, like, you want to be a father, you want to be able to, let's say, example, myself, I'll be, I'll be straight honest with it, my aim is to grow up as a young father, I want to be a young husband, one father grew up with my kids from early. Yeah, yeah, But the realization I came to notice that hey, you want to you want to get married, you want to have kids. Are you dating? You speak to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> like it's me being real. Like this is like you said at start transparency. And I was yeah. thinking to myself like, how exactly do you think you're going to achieve or accomplish any of those things if you haven't taken the step? But in my head, I'm always saying no. But I need to get this right. I need to get my finances right. To get the business right, and to make sure you know at least I'm getting ready, or at least have a property by the time I'm you know going to start doing these things. And yeah. what you said right there, yes, it's not laziness, but as Michael, like Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg example, what your goals aren't matching up with your actions. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, really yeah. put me up to it today, and he was like, "Chin is not picked up." Like <laughs> he kept it real with me and said, "You need to be realistic. If you want to get married at this certain age, what are the actions you're taking?" And it's something that you can relate to anything, you can relate to business and all of those things, but how would you relate? What, what, what's your take on all of that then? Um, I think it's like, um, the way I'd spin it backwards, I think it's like, it's stuff that can have a really big impact, I think, uh, particularly younger ages. So when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, when you have these wild hopes and dreams for yourselves, if you know what I mean? I think it's, it's around that kind of age, but everyone, not only do you have the wild dream in the playground, you actually believe in it as well. Now, I'm not saying you, you believe less in your dreams as you grow up, but you, you realise that reality is there. So when you have a big vision, you're like, I, I realise there's big work as well to go behind it. Mm-hmm. I think that like around, probably about 16, 17, um, there was a big gap between what I wanted from my life and what I was doing. And I'm not going to get into all of the detail of it, but, um, but I wasn't doing particularly well academically. Um, like I wasn't bad, if you know what I mean, but my behaviour wasn't good. I wasn't, I was just like not really attending school in the right kind of way um, and not really focusing on my future. And I think that when I put in that um, being honest and aligning your intentions, I think but a really strong role of your parents, um, and in this case I'm going to relate back to fatherhood, is at those young ages in particular, those crucial moments in your life where they, you need direction and you need to make sure that if you're trying to see things, you go forward and you actually go and seize them. Like if, if you want to go and be a lawyer or something like that, for example, listen, these three years are crucial. So genuinely treat them like they're crucial. Go out into the world and get what you want or, or, or you won't achieve it. And I think it's being very specific about those kinds of conversations. They're, they're the kinds of places I think both like a mother and a father have a role to play. But I think for me with my children, those are going to be the kinds of conversations I'm going to have with them. And it's, it's not about, I'm not trying to force you to do anything. I'm just trying to make sure that you do the things you want to do. And I think that's a really big distinction, like l- making sure that they're able to identify what they actually want to do. And if they know what they want to do, and I, I know that I'm, I'm going to very serious, like um, yeah. and that focus things, oh. but um making sure that they're able to um 
So yeah, A, make sure they actually want it. B, go out into the world and act like they want it. And I guess, secondly, help them develop roadmaps to achievement. Um, and that's a slightly different point. Um, but I think it's, it, the roadmaps to achievement aren't a, they're not a thing. So I, again, I don't think, I don't think, I always think life is more about like principles than it is about things. Because you're, new things are always going to hit you. New things are always going to occur. Um, but as long as you've got like the right core set of principles um, as you go out into the world, you can usually adapt to them in the right kind of way. So that makes me think, yeah, um, it's, it's very much about can your can your parents and in this case, can your father put the right degree of accountability to use that word um, on you at the right age? Can they develop you and again with your mother put that fortitude in you so that you're able to like remain strong and go out into the world? Can they hold you honest to your ideal? So the thing that you say you want to achieve, that goal you want, whether it's I want to play on the first team or that football team, whether it's um I want to become, become a musician, whether it's I want to be a lawyer, can they keep you honest to that and help you understand what it is to be honest to that? But a dream isn't it. It's the hard work to achieve the dream, that is it. Um, and then looping all of it back, can they help you actually like develop that roadmap to achievement? Like now we've got all the rest of that there. Like I'm not saying what your roadmap to achievement is you, like you do this thing, then that thing, then that thing. It's just like, okay, cool. What you need to do is like, you need to focus. You need to like spend X time on this, maybe speak to some people, just give you like a bit of a loose, like set of ideals and go out into the world with, teach you new skills around like networking and just like forming new relationships and then just let you go out. I think that's it. I think it's very much like, and I guess I've, I've taken your question and I've run somewhere else with it, um, but. Yeah, but I think it's very much like to those are the things I think are the roles of parents in general. It's like to be foundational, to like give you every single thing that you need to go out into the world and be the best version of you that you can be. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting to say that that you're saying that because even going back to it in terms of the guiding and not really forcing per se. So aside from your mum, who's who else has been influential in terms of per se, mentor or? Um, so my uncle um, from Nigeria moved there when I was around probably, I can't really remember, maybe six, seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. And he had a really, really big shaping impact on me, um, like a really, really big shaping impact on me. He lived with us for a last period of time as well. Um, so I'm talking for probably like five or six years. So he was very much like, um, I hate saying the term like father figure in the house, he was my uncle, but it was like a, 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 a male figure in the house. And I think that... Um, I, I learned a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't learn if there wasn't a male in the house. It was it was quite different. I had like um, I mean, I was in an all female household for like up until then, so oh, it was a. Uh, only boy, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in an all female household up until that point. So it was it was real. It was real for me. Trust me, <laughs> it was real. So that was really really positive. I mean, I think I've just been really lucky, like um, through my journey in life, to come across like a lot of good male role models and people who have like at critical junctures helped me shape my thinking um so it's actually funny how i had like i can think of a single teacher when i was quite young um who had a profound impact on me mr Ockin. um it's funny i can't i'm talking young i can remember his face still i remember his face um it was a school um in peckham before I, I moved around quite a bit it was a school in peckham when i was quite young when i think about uh, another teacher who had a profound impact on me when i was about 16 17 so just when i when i first um, when i first started college and i think those were there was foundational pieces came from again like my mother my family 
your my uncle like that that was really the foundational pieces that helped you build character and i think like at those critical junctures when it was coming towards i think it was like the the end of primary school beginning of secondary school and when it was moving from like the end of secondary school into college i just had like two really good like male role models who just helped me like do the right things at the right moments in time and that sounds really abstract to like give you context I finished school with like an A, B, four Ds, three Es, or something like that. I finished college with straight A's. The yeah. things don't make sense together. You meet someone at 16 years old and they kind of go, right, so you've got all the foundations there. What I didn't have at that end point was like the honesty. So I kind of had like the fortitude of going out into the world, I was really trying, but like I was doing the wrong things. I wasn't really like focusing on the right intentions. And I think I had a really good like real model. Cause how is it so hard to say this? A male role model who um yeah the age of 16 really really helped me with again principles it wasn't actually telling me to do this or do that or anything else it was somebody who imparted a really good set of principles in me which i think um me and another set of individuals as well so we've got a group on whatsapp actually um a bunch of us from college and we called a group his name because all of us were in a similar wow. place where like uh, he, he won't talk to us it's really weird he won't talk to us anymore we'll try to add him on linkedin and stuff yeah yeah but um he had that same profound impact on many people um i don't think it was i'm relating it to this conversation like, it wasn't like a father but it wasn't a father figure it was nothing like that but i think he imparted some really clear directional lessons which i think are the kinds of things that a father at that moment in your life would probably impart on you as well if that makes sense yeah I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's interesting because like, even right now i'm just thinking about my my, my experience from that. Because I think one thing I always dreaded was conversation around, oh, how did that do? Like growing up, especially in secondary school, oh boy, I used to run away, swerve questions like that. Because yeah. it was like, oh yeah, me and my dad would play football, me and my dad would run park, me and my dad would do this. Like growing up, I did, I always felt that, oh no, you know, that's just. You want to be soft if you're going to be feeling emotions about things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't realize that until about year nine, I started feeling like it was starting to become a thing because I was thinking to myself, like, something I should have been worrying about year seven, year eight, when I'm still like, developing. But I started, started hitting me like, oh, they say, oh, we went football on Saturday, my dad was football, and my dad was doing pushing. Things like that started hitting me. But there were a few people, one of them was my PE teacher, Mr. Salis. Mm. And things like that, um, people like that, they don't even know what the um, status was with at home and the dynamics where your dad was or what, anything like that. But the few conversations you have with them, like, well, wow, it's a man, it's a man that really knows what he's saying. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's so important that we actually highlight those things because it's good to give credit where credit is due, right? People make a, a, a big impact. And then talking to your friends, the friends that you have in the group chat, do you, is this a conversation that you tend to have with your male friends about that idea of fatherhood, manhood? Because I think sometimes we don't really talk too much about the concept. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there's some people who are like, talk, I don't know, you have a conversation about something and you can talk for hours about this kind of stuff. There's other people who you try to have this conversation and it's like, you know, there's one reading. You know what I mean? Why am I trying to talk about this for? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's definitely a set of people. I can think of like two people, um, like some people even in the group that we're in. I'm not going to say their names because they might be annoyed. But some people that we're in, even in the group we're in together in Jax's group, um, like um, there's some people there that like, we have like really rich conversations just looking out into the future. I was thinking about like everything from, yeah, like marriage, children, like households, what you even want to do in your life, really diving into all of those conversations. And I think they're all like massively intertwined. Like if you talk, even if you, you get people talking about like the next, I don't know, people talking about five-year plans, ten-year plans. There's no children in there, no? Like, surely that's part of the considerations within all of it. So I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man's going to do this thing, then that thing, then that thing, then that thing. And then the child kind of pops up out of the blue with something over there. I know that's core and central to like every single thing that they're doing. I think there's no there's no greater responsibility that you're going to have. So I think, yeah, there's, there's a few people who have those kinds of conversations with, but I'd say it's the vast minority of people versus the vast, vast majority. And I guess there's there's only so many times you're going to have, I guess because it's just a deep conversation. It's definitely not a shallow conversation. It's not something that you're going to start talking about for two minutes and move on from. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm going around in circles. This is definitely a few people I talk to about these things in detail, but many people uh, don't even scratch the surface in these kind of conversations with. Yeah. Would you say, like, I understand that at the beginning we kind of talked about how you know, your relationship with that is, I think you use the term, fleeting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. would yeah. you say you've been able to gain anything from that relationship or any, what What was it that you've been able to learn or pick up from that relationship? That you had? Um, honestly, I think there's like sets of, again, like I think they're positive lessons, but haven't come from the most positive circumstance. I think I've learned many things like, this feels like a proper, you know, I watch, you know we watch like a YouTube podcast and someone's like, I learned what not to do. But like, um, I feel like I've learned some things not to do. Like I think one of the clear things that's been ingrained in me is like, I will never be able to, um, this isn't a critique or a criticism, but I will never be able to see myself as like a father without doing the things but i believe are linked to fatherhood I, I think that you have to there's things that you have to do to, to, to really see yourself as having a, a certain position in somebody's life especially as they get older um like it's not just a title but you're able to retain yeah. i think um i something that i think i've got really clearly from it i think is like the importance of being really available i think at critical junctures in like a child's life and I think they're like when people are going through big periods of change. And I was really lucky, I think, to have like a mother who kind of identified what those junctures were, really stepped in and really did everything that she could do, kind of, you know what I mean? Like super warm and cape and that's going a bit crazy. But um, I think one of the learnings I got from there was, um, yeah, how important I think it will be to be present in a child's life at particular junctures. And by present, I don't mean be there. I mean be there, be emotionally available and be willing to help them shape their worldview, help them shape their mind um, and help them again. Like I'm using the same term I used before, like shape the direction as they go out into the world and give them that like route to achievement. Um, I, I think I can't press on that enough. So I think it's probably lessons, but I've got less from Observe, observe, observing things that have been done as much as thinking about okay like I feel like I'm cool but where are the junctures where actually like things could have fell off where, where are the junctures where I could have done with a bit more help and actually what are the things I could do just in general to build an even more rich and even more fulfilled household if you know what I mean because I think I was really fortunate to grow up in like an enriched and good household regardless of everyone has trials and tribulations family growing up you know what I mean it's, especially for African parents but I'm moving over here you know what I mean who are really really trying to get off the, get off the ground but I think 
my mum actually built a household that was great, filled with love. Um, and I think it's, yeah, thinking about how I could, in my own household, bring all the things I learned from her and all the things I think a father could bring into that house just to make it a loving environment so you can raise the best kids that you can do. But I think the environment is so important. I, like, I really like the point of availability. Like, that's a recurring theme that all the guests have talked about. Um, from guests that had the parents physically available, we're yeah. that it's not just about being physically present, available in family conversation, in actual emotional investment. And that's powerful. And I think that brings me to the next two questions, the last two questions I have. But from your experience as a grown man, you know, Father, what would you be? What would be your advice to young men that are not fathers yet, or aspiring fathers? Yeah, good. This is like advice to me, almost, and giving advice to myself, um, which is good. I think it's like um, the thing what I know for me, but I'm trying to do a lot. So I'm going to speak to me as as, as answering the question. It's almost like I'm giving myself advice as like make sure that you kind of sort yourself out and that you're ready. And I don't think sorting yourself out it hasn't got to be everyone sees it differently so for some people like financial stability i think there's a base layer of financial and like economic stability you need to have before you bring the child into the world now, i don't think that's being rich i just mean like can you sufficiently pay your bills at a consistent basis can you keep your household together can you provide for this child consistently if you can do those things fine i'm not talking about having a 12 yard portfolio or anything like that um but like if, if it's really important for you to be economically sound to a particular level then that's that's one thing but i think like be emotionally sound make sure you're like emotionally sound make sure you're like willing to sacrifice make sure that you're genuinely willing to put somebody that's not you first because i think that's one of the things that people forget a lot of the time even when you're in a relationship yeah. and it can be out of no malice whatsoever you can go and start dating somebody um you know but your career is 10 out of 10 the most important thing to you but nothing is more important you know but you will always pull that late shift you know but you will always work on the weekend you know but if work hollers you you will go there like, you know, but if you've got a date with your girlfriend or your fiance, whatever it is, if you've got a poor late night at work, you're not going to think twice. The work always comes first. Like, if that's the kind of mentality that you're in, I'm using that as an example, maybe it's not the best opportunity, the best time for you to have a child yet. Because if, if you cannot sacrifice, if everything, if there's other things in life that still go before that, then I think you might find yourself in a circumstance where you, maybe you won't mind but maybe in the future you'll look back and you'll be like oh maybe i wish i was there more maybe i wish i was more available you can't get time back you can't rewind the clock so i think that's really really key make sure that you're emotionally stable make sure you're willing to take sacrifice um, and make sure but i think you you thought about to your point you thought about what you want to what you want to um, instill in a child from a kind of principles perspective so like i think you don't know what the child is going to be like you have no idea what the personality is going to be like and I, i'm a really strong believer um my mum's been really good at this like my mum didn't try to make another her she, she, she looked at me she looked at what i was like she looked at like my my, my moral compass fortitude the things but personality all those things she let me be myself and i think it's like be ready to have principles but make sure you're not trying to raise another version of you because yeah, your kids aren't supposed to be just you cloned but like maybe you know what i mean i think your kids always grow a little bit taller nowadays because yeah. they always they get better right. nutrition. Yeah, they're not meant to be like a bigger version of you, basically. They're supposed to be their own individual. They're supposed to be able to express themselves. I think it's, yeah, the final point would be make sure that you really thought about what those kind of principles and morals are. And they can be 
driven from they can be like biblical principles or Quranic principles of a Muslim or, or any other or any other kind. You know, what I mean, they can be any principles whatsoever from your faith background. They can be more philosophical principles. Make, make sure you have them. Make sure you know what they are because I don't think again we all learn, we all develop, we all grow through life. Like I, I don't think you ever stop growing. But um, if you haven't got like some clear like directional view of the principles you have. I just think it's unfair on a child to be like dragging them around in your life learning journey. It just leads to not being able to give them the skills and equip them with, I think again, the like moral fortitude where they need to be able to go out into the world and actually succeed. And it's getting really, really difficult out there. It's getting easier in some respects. It's getting a lot harder in other respects. And even looking at things like, um, I look at like social media and you look at like some of the kids on there nowadays and the things that, like I'm not judging anybody, but I see some like, I don't know why I say I see children, I don't mean children, you see like 18, 19 year olds and stuff, and you're thinking, wow, like all of these like only fans and all these kinds of things. I, I'm not saying that's a reflection on their parents or anything like that. I'm not making a moral judgment on their parents, mm -hmm. but it's like observation. Well, yeah, so observation is like you those aren't things you deal with at 18, 19. Those aren't things that occur with the day the person picks up their phone. Those are things that you you know what I mean, lessons through life are learned to give you fortitude to do certain things or not do certain things, to act in certain ways, to act in certain ways, to chase certain opportunities, to not chase certain opportunities. Make sure you can instill that in somebody or you feel like you can. And um, after saying all of that and making it sound like I've got like some kind of plan or something, kind well, of... It's knowledge, knowledge is it's all about time at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah. You share knowledge. And like you said, there's no specific, I think you mentioned it earlier, in, Points. There's no specific one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. Eight, yeah. Steps, yeah. Steps, 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 the thing I like to be, I think one of the best things you can do in life is within like within confines as well. You've probably seen it. Like I, I try to be open, and then there's like a limit to where I'll, I'll go to. But I think it's, it's really important to be somewhat vulnerable. And by that, I don't mean it hasn't even got to. I think your platform is great, for example. So your platform is one where you have conversations with people, and you enable like these frank conversations in public or within, uh, you know, I mean, like, amongst your following. It can be in smaller groups. It can be with your friends and WhatsApp groups, but like. I, one of the things I do with everything in life, ask questions, like try and find things out, like this thing has happened, bro, like what would you do in this circumstance? You can disagree with everybody, but make sure you're like getting perspectives from people, make sure you're sharing with people. Um, and when you do feel like you're doing like a really, really good job or when you think you've got to a really good outcome and you feel as if there's some lesson you learn from it, then yeah, share it with everybody else, particularly us that haven't had kids yet because I think they're just lessons that will make, yeah, it's not about making our lives easier, I guess, as the father. It's making the kids' life better through the lessons that you are going to instill in them. Okay. So see it as that. You're not making my life easier, you're making kids' lives better. I really like that. That's a great way to wrap it up. Honestly, Stephen, this has been very exciting. And I like the perspective you've given because it, it, it's, it's something that not everyone can speak of or speak from. Because yeah. bear in mind, more or less the only boy and the only guy in the house the uncle was around for a while, but that even that dynamics it could be confusing a lot. 
because it's very confusing many i know guys that just don't don't get it that have missed the girls all they know is you know they know how to fight their hair and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. they keep craving for something that unfortunately their mother's not able to provide for them and then they feel lost but i'm yeah. happy that you have not just your uncle but you do strength from people around you and i think that's really the, the key message from it uh, i like what you said about asking questions you don't know something ask and that would even be applied to people that are not even fathers here yeah 100% but honestly thank you so much for coming on the podcast this yeah, is thank you for having me man it's been good it's been, it's been really amazing it's really been amazing and definitely might be using your professional services very very soon <laughs> yeah give me a shout 100% absolutely I've got a number I think we'll be for another call a lot's been happening yeah, yeah. thank you so much I'll speak to you later man see you in a bit see you in a bit take care